without further ado, I mean, uh, y'all ready to hear some preaching? Amen. Amen. Well, uh, we will have our first speaker, and that is Halima Hudson. Thank you. You didn't have to do it, and yet you did. And for that, we say thank you. Let me get my water. Now, from that sixth hour into the ninth hour, there was darkness all over the land. And about that ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, Jesus' cry to God of why he had forsaken him was not a question seeking an answer, but the actual answer itself. Think about this. How many times have you said just, my God will never leave me nor forsake me? Seriously, think how many times have you uttered those words, right? Seems like those words, though very much so truth from Scripture, have become a knee-jerk response to any situation we get ourselves into or out of, right? And while it's definitely good to know that we serve a God who is forever present, who is always there, how much weight have we really given to that question of why? Why doesn't he leave? Why doesn't he forsake us? Why is he always there? Why in our sinful nature? in our disobedience, in our backslide, and when we commit sins of commission and omission, why, God? Why is it that we can come out of those situations just saying, he will never leave me nor forsake me? Well, the answer to that auspicious why hung on the cross. Jesus allowed himself to be forsaken so we wouldn't have to ask that question. Jesus questioned God in agony so we could praise and rejoice in freedom. Sin separates, yes, without a doubt. But Jesus took on the ultimate separation so that we could seek connection through repentance. Jesus did it so that we wouldn't have to. And it was during that time, those dark hours, hanging on that cross, that he bore the indescribable curse of our sins. And those three hours were compressed the hell which we deserved. The wrath of God against our transgressions. God turned his back on Jesus and cut him off from all blessings, from all keeping, from all grace, and from all peace. Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And God responds with, you are paying the price, settling the debt, and finishing the work for man's redemption. In those three hours of separation, God had you in mind. In those three hours of suffocation, Jesus had you in mind. Since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. See, what wasn't physically good for Jesus in that moment was eternally good for us. This was the given, and Jesus knew it. He knew it before his hands and feet were nailed. He knew it before Judas betrayed him. He even knew it before he was born. 
So in that moment, he lifted his suffocating body, and he turned his head toward the Father, and he cried out and asked, why? Why? So we would never have to. That's why this is a good Friday. Because Jesus is not only the sacrifice, but he's once again making himself the example. Think about this. God is a good God. He hears all. He knows all. He sees all. He hears your prayers before the words even spill off your lips, right? There's nothing that escapes him, that gets past him. There's nothing that his wisdom isn't already in control of. He is very sovereign, right? Yet we sometimes treat him like he's not. Like the victory that he has in place for us will never come. He knows because he's sovereign that we think this way. He knows this is how we operate. This is how it works. We pray, right? And we ask God for something grand. Lord, do this grand thing. And he responds, yes, but wait. Because even though he's saying yes, the manifestation of it is yet to come. He knows that our cries aren't far from the cries of Israel who called out, who needed to be saved from their own sin. So he said, I'll send a savior, the promise. But the manifestation of it was for the appointed time. But while waiting for it, they forgot. While waiting for the very promises of our own lives, we forget. We forget that he responded at all, right? We forget that he said victory, right? We forget that he responded, so we get anxious. We get worried. So when the victory arrives, when the victory comes in on a donkey, when the promise finally shows up, oftentimes, not always for us real good Christians, but oftentimes, we've already forgotten that we serve a faithful God whose timing is perfect, who withholds no good thing from his children, whose word doesn't return void, who said it, and so he will do it. We forget. Then we worry. Then we doubt. And then we think it's him who's forgotten about us. So Jesus on the cross, knowing that this is how we think, knowing that this is how we operate, has the audacity to not only fulfill prophecy, to fulfill the plan of salvation, but to teach yet another lesson. His cry of Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani is not the first time in history those words have been spoken. King David spoke these words centuries before Jesus, and it doesn't make them any less painful for Jesus, doesn't make them any less meaningful. In fact, it makes them more significant. In Psalm 22, David laments the same anguish. David speaks of the suffering of the attacks from unscrupulous people, the mockery of those who should feel sympathy, the challenge of God to rescue him. But he also spoke of the vindication, the victory, the redemption, the Jesus that is to come because for the joy that was set before him, he endured. Do we do that? Do we walk through our trials with joy? Do we walk through our trials with the story of redemption and victory in mind, or are we so forget, quick to forget the promise? Are we so quick to forget who hung on the cross and why? What happens when the trial comes upon us, but the promise is within reach? What do we do? Do we turn our backs or do we say, no, I have to wait for the manifestation? Because Jesus endured, so can I. How do we face our crosses? What is our responses to that question of why? 
We keep asking why. Jesus asks why because he knows the problem isn't with God leaving us. The problem is with us trying to get ahead of God, us leaving him. We have moments where we feel distant from God. Why? Because of our sin, not his. Because of our disobedience, not his. Because of our forsaking, not his. Jesus on the cross taking on the sins of the world, not his own saying, when you mess up, remember scripture. When you mess up, remember the promise. When you mess up, remember you have already been redeemed. I hung so you wouldn't have to. I hung so you could say, my God, my God, thank you for never leaving me nor forsaking me. Hallelujah. Did y'all enjoy that from Minister Halima Hudson? Amen. Amen.